emotional weekend. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. So yeah, you didn't watch any games yesterday. No, no. Um, I usually don't watch basketball on Sunday. So, but really, yeah. Like Friday nights, I watch NBA probably every Friday night. Uh, Wednesday. So you didn't see uh, Zion beat the Celtics? No. That was yesterday? Yeah. Nice. He had a double-double, I think. Um, but, uh, no, I think all the games were basically, like, they were kind of, you know. They they weren't. People weren't. It was, like, not, like, the biggest. They were kind of like throwaway games, I guess, because people were just emotional, distracted, you know. Wait, really? No, I mean, I mean I they see, played. I see, like, the first quarter. Yeah, yeah, tough, yeah. But. I mean, they played, but I think there were some people, like, who was I looking at? Like, uh, one of the guys did an interview, and he was just saying, I can't remember who it was. Um, Book or something like that? or uh, Devin Booker? Yeah, yeah. He was saying, like, you know, he, he, he was trying as hard to play super competitive, but he just was, like, he honestly didn't really actually care about the game or whatever. He was just, you know. But, um Anyways, yeah, we had an emotional weekend, man. It was highs and then it was lows. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, Kobe, that was really sad, man. Um, but uh, I think it was pretty interesting. I've never, definitely never been affected by uh, something like that, you know, with a celebrity. Um, but like we were just talking about, you know, he's like, a, if you're 30 years old and you grew up playing pickup basketball, which a lot of people in America do, like uh, he was the main superstar while you were in middle school and high school because Jordan was out at that point. And so, um, yeah, when I was in middle school, he was like the up and coming, um, it was like his second year was just like, he was ridiculous. Yes. Um, yeah. And you're just like super impressionable at that age. Yeah. And so like superstar, you're young. Yep. Um, yeah. Yep. And then him and Shaq, just such a good, such a good duo. Until they weren't, (laughs) (laughs) but it was still fun and iconic. I mean, that's those. Yeah, that's like that's, you know, it's like you remember LeBron going in from high school and stuff. It's like the same kind of thing. But um, I just didn't realize. And it was just interesting because he had been top of mind over the last year or two, I feel like, because, you know, he wasn't really doing basketball a bunch for a long time after he retired. But then like even last year, even like the clip of him. And his daughter, him going to the games and stuff. So it was just like, ooh, man, that really hit me. But we had a good weekend before that. So it was like <laughs> highs and lows, man. We uh, we launched uh, Mirage on Friday, and uh, it was it was really well received. So um, what what how we'll how, go from the down and we'll yeah know, and we'll we'll talk about what was good. Um, so you put it on Twitter. It got one point four, one point three. Um, yeah thousand likes yeah that's definitely the most uh, attention any of uh, my projects or, or have ever gotten so it was really fun man yeah I, I think one of the coolest things was seeing everyone comment um we we know this but when you see it it's 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 awesome how they love mirage and ember they've they're doing another framework it's one of the things they miss most yes and it's like okay we got gotcha. you yes totally like validation hardcore like makes me want to keep working on it more than anything you know but it was fun and then and then matt posted it to hacker news and there was a bunch of people it kind of felt like people coming out of the woodwork right it's like (laughs) all the people who are like uh having their ember badge on like their shoulders but they're like going to work and doing (laughs) you know react or something like that they're able to kind of show it a little bit Um, and they're like man i really love that tool like 
it made my life so much easier. I've been missing stuff and just mostly, I mean, I really, I I couldn't really find a negative comment. Um, It was just people who hadn't, didn't know about the project who were kind of asking about it, but so many people saying just their experience with it has been great. And it's just nice to hear because I know I've caused a lot of people pain with Mirage too, you know? (laughs) So it was nice that the people were, were being positive, um, on Friday and Saturday and stuff. So, um, yeah, man, it was really neat. And it's just funny too. Like, um, I think this is speaks to both like, you know, Ember, we love Ember so much, but it is such a small part of like the front end community. And then also I think it speaks to us being more deliberate about marketing um, and like getting the word out there and, and telling the story better is that, um, you know, Ember Sea Mirage has been around for five, four or five years and it has like 800 something stars on GitHub. And I think I just checked Mirage has like over a thousand, you know, Mirage JS. And like before Friday, it was at like, I don't know, 100 or 200 stars or something like that. And maybe that just speaks to, you know, um, people interested in new things, but like it's still pretty cool. And it feels again like uh, some validation that we're on the right track, that we're making things that are that are valuable and um, and yeah, we want to have like a big impact with our work. So it's like it feels really good. Yeah, yeah, totally. I I, I mean, I like uh, you can always reply to that and be like, oh well, um, GitHub stars are meaningless. You can't pay your rent with GitHub stars, but it, it's a validation thing. It's a you know we decided to do this what nine months ago, um, put a bunch of work into it. And so it's it's nice to see that like ah okay that was a good decision totally man or, or it looks like it's it's a good decision totally totally so yeah absolutely um, also it's just like I think I mean speaking for me personally but I think you know we've talked about this a bunch is just having a healthier relationship with like with open source and understanding how open source can be sustainable and not be draining and not be something that you are just feeling guilty about or obligated to do but like there's actually an end in sight like. You know, every step of this has been how can we know whether we're on the right track? And for example, you know, we just spent all this time on this website. If we had launched it and there wasn't really any excitement, it would make us question, you know, we'd be much more not sure about what the next step is. Whereas now we have next steps and, you know, maybe there'll be a course someday. Maybe there'll be some support version or maybe we'll work with teams to help them get the most out of Mirage, whatever it is. Um, there's like a path there where it's going to be sustainable and um, to to help our work continue. Yeah, that's great. Did you, uh, like this last, let's say nine months of work, did you feel um, like burnt out or it wasn't sustainable or anything like that? Well, I think, I mean, I wrote a little about page on Mirage about just trying to think about the the story and everything because I was just interested and some people were asking. And I think it's also like super important um, to know that it has a history, it came from Ember, and like there are lots of companies using it because those things are all true, and it's not just like a brand new thing. Um, but um, no, I was remembering before we started, and I was not neglecting Mirage, but it was certainly in like support mode for like a year or two, like when we were focused on starting Ember Map and um, doing our trainings and all those things. Like there was definitely a season there where um, you know, even though Mirage has always been like the thing I'm most well known for. Uh, I was just not really super interested in like, you know, continuing to work on it. I think it was maybe after like I added like polymorphic relationships to the ORM and I was like, what have I done? <laughs> the, the, the re- just painful, man. The reason I asked is, is because I, I felt like it's been awesome. Yes. Last year. So I, I, I've never felt like we're 
stressed or yes. working late, you know, I think this this website, first of all, I think it's like the most beautiful website we've built. I totally agree. And um, yeah, didn't it, it was hard in that there was a lot of work and there were a lot of people involved. Roll up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Roll, roll, I mean, roll up was hard, but that wasn't the hardest part of this it at was all. Pretty hard. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I, I you know, no, I, we, I never we, felt stressed by, yeah, by shipping it or anything, and and I think that's awesome. Both like because I'm super proud of how it looks, and I don't feel like it's the, um, oh, open source only works if you take on all the burden yourself. Yes, yes, hundred percent. Also, like having you, like us doing it together, I, I couldn't imagined not having that so that made it a lot better because in the past most of my work in mirage has been kind of solo work but um no i again it was i think it was because we were more deliberate about it we knew where we wanted to go and we broke it down and we there was so many i mean just in the last nine months of people starting to toy with it like there's so many directions we could go and if we just let ourselves feel like guilty about the things we're not doing but we were just like no we're saying no to everything we know like getting the the, the website up is very important we know getting it to work and tested well in all these different environments is important so we were just laser focused on that not that we gave ourselves like a hard deadline we let it you know it took it took some time but like we just were always focused on one thing at a time and that felt really good yeah, yeah. so uh yeah i've also i also had a ton of fun with it and i like i couldn't be happier with where it is right now like even taking time to get the mirage.js name on npm you know and getting a logo that we were going to be happy with. Yeah. Um, well, th- but that's that's what I mean. Like the yeah. logo. Like we had to get a logo designer. Yeah. There was a whole bunch of back and forth. Like, yeah. There were a lot of people involved with this. Yes. Like website designer. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah. But it, but it's it's that's that yeah. I, I feel really good about how we allocated our time, and um, and I think it shows. You know. So so it's it's it awesome. And so now it's just a question of like what's where do we go next, right? Because there's a lot of directions. But um, it's pretty exciting, man. Um. Yeah, so um, I was trying to think where I was going to go next. I was going to, uh, yeah, basically, um, yeah, where do we do next? Well, I, I have an idea. <laughs> okay. I mean, we, we, we talked about this, um, I think, on Friday, but like making people successful mm-hmm. with Mirage. Like there's, yes. look, I think like, I think we've shown that we can make something that gets people excited, right? Um, and I think that uh, Mirage hits a pain point. Yes, I think, and and I think that um, yeah, just reading the Hacker News comments, like mm-hmm. I think there is a real pain point with with testing or just prototyping or even even develop even like actual development that's going to end up in production. Yes, that Mirage nicely solves. Yep. And so um, that was one thought I had. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, just given that, like, how do we? I think the next step is like, okay, all these people are excited. How do we make them successful? Right. Um, and we talked about like tutorial. Right. Um, yeah, just like, it's, it's funny. <laughs> it's so funny how so, so little of, um, if you asked me a year ago what Mirage needs, I would have told you 50 APIs yep. that we should add. And if you look back at the last year, we didn't change any APIs. Uh, we, we, we like tweaked past through a little, but we, the API work was minimal. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm super proud. I'm yeah. like super proud yeah. of, of everything. It's ha- I mean, it's been hard, right? Because you're learning about how to communicate, how to write better and, and all these things. How Like spending time on SVGs when like we could be adding like features to the ORM or something, right? I forgot about the SVGs. <laughs> how could you possibly? Oh, you blocked them, I see. Yeah. But um, no, it's, it's, it's true. But that stuff is, um, we've come to believe is really, really important, really valuable. 
uh, totally uh, with the tutorial, that's like a tactical thing. And we, we, should, we, we will talk about that. I had this thought over the weekend because I was just having fun, again, reading the comments and just, you know, it was just, yeah, it was a proud moment. And um, thinking kind of strategically, I, this thought that I had was like, you know, Mirage has been around like four or five years. And um, a lot of people in the Ember community have been writing apps, whether you're using Mirage or not. You've been writing them this way because um, Ember, I think more than, especially when it first came out, but more than any other framework, was like a whole like all in on the front end first. It was like a whole front end application that you're built. You're basically like building a mobile app, like in a sense, it's like building an iOS app. Like you had a data layer from day one. So you're thinking about that from day one. Right, are you saying like where with like React, you could like sprinkle that in HTML? Okay, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, like I, yeah. I would be willing to bet that the Ember community got to like two repos first, got to independent testing first, um, independent deployments first of course people were probably doing these all over but just in terms of you know my my actually my first like emberconf talk was about this and i didn't make the point as clearly as i think i i could now but it was more about how um the conventions of a of a framework like ember in a community like ember let us recognize the things that are similar and and kind of move forward so once everyone is building like a complete spa with a data layer you realize that there's a boundary there and what does it mean to mock that out or deploying a static app like what does it mean to do that and it's like the boundaries become very clear because you're working on those same pieces you know just like rails is the same thing dhh talks about this so um you know that's something that we've had for a while and i think there is part of me that felt like you know i was just uh doing it with ember and and, and ember cli mirage and felt like um you know, this is like works for us, but like eventually there's probably going to be something, some solution to this. Um, like maybe there'll be some tool that comes that's like maybe lower level, but like everyone starts using. But like this is such an obviously good way to work that, you know, it's just going to happen eventually. And like I think one of my things that I've thought this weekend and I've heard this somewhere before, but it's basically that like the way innovation works is not that it's like this inexorable forward movement that just happens. Um, someone has to make it happen. Mm -hmm. So like Ember had UI testing forever and uh, the rest of the community didn't. And then Cypress came along and like Cypress does a lot of things really well. It does some things that are not well either, but like it's the result of a deliberate set of people deciding like we're going to actually make this thing work and we're going to do it well. But like if they don't do that, then it's not necessarily going to happen. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so I felt like um, just this weekend, like uh, it's not actually true. Like people are going to like the pain of like setting up a manual mock and like dealing with these boundary issues where you're dealing with like a, a remote server or like a stateful thing that's like hard to like use as development and test the way we're used to. Like that could just continue on because no one's ever going to feel the pain enough or have a vision kind of like we do for what the solution looks like to actually make something happen right yeah um so i just i just had that thought that was like this is pretty cool because like i actually have a very very clear vision of like what this could look like and um to say like all right well let's just do it and then like you just have to do the work and like there's a lot more work to do but um yeah that's kind of like i don't know i just had that thought 
if that makes sense. Like, I, I think when you start and you get into open source and you get into tech and you just think this stuff just happens, but like, it's very much the result of like individuals, like personality and like thoughts on development and like their understanding or um, their beliefs about like API design. Like, the things that we use are very much the result of like specific direct action and it doesn't, it's not inevitable, mm -hmm. you know. Um, how technology evolves and the kinds of tools we use to build it. So what what you're saying makes sense. Are, are you having this thought? Are you having this thought now because uh, you feel like the the future of Mirage and, and the way the way that front end apps are built is like now like crystal clear in your mind where maybe it was like a little foggy before? I think it's I'm feeling empowered because I'm realizing that um, this is something that we have, you know, uh, opinions about and I think they're justified and good opinions and we have the ability to like bring them into being um, and to bring the ideas of, of Mirage and like the front end first stuff and all the all the good lessons we've learned from doing you know front end SPA development with Ember over the last four years bring some of those ideas to like the community in the form of like these libraries and like teaching and um, uh, yeah like we can do that and yeah. like we don't have to wait for anybody and you know if we if we do it in the right way, people will respond to it, and it's like empowering. So, um, yeah, it was like a good feeling. Yeah, like, yeah, it, it just <laughs> yeah. made me want. It really was motivating to me, and made me want to um, to like work on it even more and just figure out, just tweak it right and figure out a way that like gets the message across. You know, we I want to get in touch with people. Like I want to like be pairing with people on Mirage. You know, we were talking about like getting a Calendly up and just putting that up and just I, I like that's what I want because like, um, yeah, the pain points are real and like this is a, a good solution for it. So yeah, so yeah, as far as like strategy and like high level stuff goes, it's like, um, you know, since we've used it for the tool for a long time, we know kind of what pain points it solves and then we know what comes up as a result of using Mirage and some of the downsides. And then we have further ideas on how to like alleviate those. Right. But right now, um, to justify us continuing to work on it and to be able to sustain our future work on it, you know, it's going to be all about getting new people to be successful with Mirage, which is kind of what you were hinting at. So that's like a lot of what we talked about on Friday was, and, um, you know, it's kind of like the top of the funnel because Mirage is complex. And, um, especially if you don't have like experience with like, building servers uh there's like a lot of concepts in there it's like serializers in like a data layer those are like a lot there's a lot there um and so uh as far as tactics like definitely want to get a tutorial on the site you know and um just something that walks you through it and uh uh lets you set up you know a react app maybe and um you know mock out the production api and then write a test with it and i think that would be a really good addition so yeah yeah. Um, you doing all right over there, buddy? <laughs> yeah. Are you thinking about my, my, no, no, no. My, okay. I'm like losing my voice. Okay. All right. All right. I thought you were, I thought, I thought you were going in a Kobe hole again, man. I, I went down that hole a lot yesterday. It was, it was rough, man. Um, but, um, uh, so, um, you know, I was thinking about this and it was like, uh, uh, what would that, what is like the ideal tutorial, right? First of all, 
it's, I, it's an interesting thing because like front end development is like right now really poised well for an idea like Mirage that's like framework agnostic. But like Mirage was also created five years ago. Guess what didn't exist five years ago? GraphQL, uh, you know, Vue, uh, or at least it wasn't popular, um, like Apollo, um, you know, all these things. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so one of the things I want to do is like um, tweak the guides and, and maybe it would make sense to break it up into like REST and GraphQL. REST is going to have a lot of things, you know, but they I, both have the data layer. It's, it's interesting you're thinking of breaking it up by tech because I was going to say, um, why not break it up by like... Uh, who you are coming into this, mm-hmm. such as like, um, I'm new to front end development. I want to prototype something mm-hmm. uh, versus I have an existing app. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm building mm-hmm. a new app. Not even I'm new to front end development. That's that's the wrong. I have a, a new app. Greenfield app. Greenfield app. Um, the backend team and I are trying to figure out what the API should be. Let's use Mirage. Mm-hmm. Here's how you can. Here's like a tutorial how you can use Mirage to talk about these things. Yep. Um, or maybe it's like. Yeah, I have an existing app and um, I need to test it or something. Right. Yep. No, that's actually those are two. Those are both really great. Um, yeah. Yep. For especially for the tutorial, I was thinking with the splitting it up, it was more like the guide section, like when you're going to like learn the APIs and stuff and the and and all, like all the features that um, yeah, just having GraphQL somewhere in oh, there. Absolutely. That. I mean, that's a question we get all the time. Right. Right. And and even even I get asked. Um, how do I use this with like JSON API? Right. And we have that in the, the guides, but we need like the, you know, the copy paste example. Yes. Yes. So, yes. Yep. Totally. So, uh, yeah, as far as the tutorial goes, I think the first one will be, um, probably starting a Greenfield app because you can just learn it from scratch that way. And you're just seeing all the code and it's yeah. like less moving parts, <laughs> fewer moving parts. So, um, that'd probably be the first one. And, uh, get that up on the site and then I'd love to make some videos, you know, and just, um, yeah, focus on those new people, top of the funnel, make sure that they're successful with it and they have a good mental model for it. We were talking about this. I think it was interesting because we had just gone through using react spring for the first time. And, um, you know, that's a tough library and, uh, (laughs) they don't really have a tutorial actually like you kind of are going on like a scavenger hunt through their docs because there's information tucked away in the old versions of the APIs, the render props versus the hooks. And you realize that there's more information there that you're missing. That they, they have, they do two things. They do, they do the two things. Well, they're, um, API docs mm-hmm. and I, I mean, okay, they, they do it well. I mean, information's hitting some, they do, there's, they do it well. there's some parts where it's like, uh, factor, you know, scale or something factor. And then like it's describing the arguments like factor is the factor of the transform. And you're like, thank you very much. That explains everything. Um, and they do examples. Yes. The examples are really great. Uh, but the thing we noticed when we were learning this is we don't know, like it doesn't give us like a mental model. Mm-hmm. How should we be thinking about this? Mm-hmm. Um, spring versus transitions versus trails versus, um, yeah. Yeah. Even, I mean, even like just, why should I be using this over a, like another library flip? Right. Um, right. Yeah. So, so I think that's where tutorial can help. They do what they spilled most ink on philosophy wise is why springs are better than things with durations. So I do understand yes. that argument, but it's still, there's a gap. It's what you're saying, which is, you know, um, 
like what kinds of animations are good. Like if I need to move things on the page and reflow or interact or whatever. And but but uh, springs are better than duration. Seems like a, a high level thing that is is I, I need a level below that, yeah. which is here are all the things in the system and right. here's how you should be thinking about them. Right, 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 right. So, yeah, interesting. So, um, yeah, so that's going to be some of our work. Um, we're going to get back into some consulting soon and still make an Ember videos. But as far as Mirage goes, um, you know, that's um, that's what we're going to be focused on. And then I sent an email out to we had like a Mirage email list who people who were interested in the project when it was ready asked them about um, like what things they were interested in next because you know as people outside of the Ember ecosystem have started using it they've wanted it for different use cases and I got like six or seven replies back and um, you know a lot of people are interested in like React Native support um, or even iOS support having it work there um, and uh, that one's pretty interesting yeah can uh, can I just pretend you didn't say that <laughs> React Native, it was, it's it's still JavaScript, right? Like, yeah, it's still the same library. I think so. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. I think it gets. I don't know how it works, but um, no, I think like testing in general, um. It, it, in the iOS development space, is like is way behind like what we're used to in web development. I, yeah, I, I guess any any time you have a you know fat client. And, and, you know, what we call thin server. Yeah. You need Mirage. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. And, and I talked to this guy at MicroConf last year who worked at an agency doing that. And he was telling me so many times um, <clears throat> how they get blocked by, you know, if they're working kind of like we do, where we just do the front end and, and there's an company, existing company that does the back end, how they're blocked by it, how they have to wait to talk with them and, and something like this could help. So that's pretty, that's a pretty, that's a big one, I think. Um, <clears throat> and I don't think I think someone actually has a PR on either Pretender or Mirage um, with it working with React Native so I don't yeah. think there's that much that we need to change that's right that's right because there's like um, there's some API a, a URL object that um, React Native doesn't support and the the PR just uses some like NPM library instead of right URL parse or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah I yeah, think yeah, yeah. yeah it's a I think Pretender makes like an A link. An A and, tag, right. And grabs That's right. the info off that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes. it shouldn't be that big of a change. And then uh, some other things that people request in GraphQL. And the so first step there is to just get a page up and to just show how you'd wire it up together because I've done that on a side project and it's, you know, it's fine. Like you can do it. It's fine. Um, we should do that. That should be like our first I think cookbook so. recipe yes. example because that that is that gets asked totally. all the time. Totally. Um, and then as far as like adding APIs to Mirage for GraphQL, there's definitely some cool stuff we could do there. I think the equivalent of like a shorthand for GraphQL is like a resolver. So if you can tell me like get movies is basically like get slash movies and we can just return schema.db.movies for you. So there could be some idea of like shorthands there where we just, um, you just tell us, it's just a mapping of types and to like sets of things or individual things right so so basically like you you define a bunch of models and you get generic resolvers something like that yep okay because a lot of the resolvers end up just being like get movies return schema.db.movies yep, yep you know find whatever what is a get movie by pk is what uh um 
Hasura calls it return schema.db.movies, requ- you know, request body ID or whatever. I, I have a question with GraphQL. Like, are these, um, is someone going to call it get movies by PK? Someone calls it get movies by ID. Someone yes. calls it get movie. Yes. So that would be a need for a mapping of some sort. Okay. But if it was conventional, you, you could, you could, you could either write a function to create that by automatically, or you could literally just write it out, but it would just be, you know, just like in rest mirage, you do like this dot get slash movies. Mm-hmm. And that's basically the thing you would just do something like maybe you have an object with keys, like get all movies. And then, um, or like, you know, like basically all your seven actions, your five or seven CRUD actions, and then you just give it the name of the actual type. And then it's like, okay. Anyways, there, there's I some see. way to do it either where you write it out or you do, you get a, a key for key for query, key for type, you get the model name in it, and then you like capitalize it or something like that and then do it. So I'm guessing most GraphQL backends have some consistency across their query types for the basic CRUD actions. So I think we could do something helpful to auto-generate those um, in the same way that like we do with REST basically. Like this dot resource is like... It's funny, for some reason REST feels more, it, it seems like there'd be more convention, more consistency on REST Yeah, because it seems like you don't... You're Verb not, is limited to five things and yeah. then the URL is usually the down. Exactly, yeah. where with GraphQL I get to name things i know it's, it's uh, to me that's dumb to me like when i first used hasura and i was like are you serious get movies by pk like who named this but then i'm like doesn't matter well, well, what well, the name is hasura though is is good because there's a consistency across all yes. of hasura yes you're 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 having a nightmare vision of uh people just going bananas making up their own stuff yeah not even that i mean whatever I'm, yeah i'm 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 past the <laughs> that that but no i'm more thinking like from mirage point of view like do we we provide a resolver but then you have to name it yeah yeah because yeah. like names are names so are, yeah you can inconsistent just, yeah. so like there's like um yeah we have like some like you said some mapping yeah either function or an object with keys or something something like that yeah yeah and we can always we can there's enough people using graphql that we can you know get feedback yeah yeah look around see how people are doing this yeah but to start 100%, the way to start is to just document how to do it with the GraphQL NPM package because it makes it very easy and just understand how you can have a resolver interact with Mirage's data layer, which yeah, is all I mean, you need, basically. You literally have a Jesse send yeah. people. So, yeah. yeah, yes. Exactly. So, uh, that's the first step. Um, yep. So, GraphQL, React Native, um, important. TypeScript is important and high priority. Actually, there's a PR right now that is. Uh, getting some reviews from folks who are knowledgeable with TypeScript and it's probably gonna get merged pretty soon and released very soon with Mirage.js so that it can be used with TypeScript projects. Now, one person said this is needed to actually even use Mirage.js with Angular at all, but then another person said I'm using Mirage and Angular, so I don't know um, exactly what's going on there, um, but I know like Angular is like TypeScript, right? Angular projects are, it's like you use TypeScript in yeah. all Angular projects, I think. Yeah, but I would be shocked if they you can't include javascript dependencies yeah that's so that's yeah maybe that maybe he was just saying like i need i want this to be typed yeah so i need this <laughs> i can't use it i need this yeah like what if you use yeah some javascript thing without typescript i don't know <laughs> yeah i know i know someone there's a pr for setting setting up mirage with angular um and i know in the docs. and yeah it's not merged yet but i know that folks have been following it and they are using it with angular mm-hmm. so 
I think I think it'll work. But yeah, yeah. The, the the types will help. I think and yeah. it'll help anyone using TypeScript. I mean, it'll just be awesome. It will be that, awesome. That sweet sweet autocomplete. Yeah, truly. So the, 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 again, I think we talked about that last week, right? But it was like a big PR. There's type tests. It's important not to mistype it. So um, that's interesting. And then you know, so that's coming soon. That's going to be something that is going to come very soon because there's some motivated people there. So yeah, and really, we should like. I, I think this is going to be, it's going to be way easier than we think it is, but just start writing Mirage code in TypeScript 100%. so we don't have to rely on maintaining a types file. hundred percent. Yeah. I think that's like the next thing. Take maybe one of the leaf objects, like an identity manager or something like that response in the system. And, um, for us to start writing TypeScript, cause I do think it would be really good for the library. Um, I, I would wouldn't just be do good that. for us. It would be good for us. It's become very popular. I think it's, TypeScript is fashionable right now, but it's also solving a real pain point. I think there are some people I've, I try to find, follow these trends vicariously on Twitter, you know, Mm -hmm. because we can't do everything ourselves. And I know some people feel like they've regretted using, adding it to projects. Um, Some people say it's actually better for like apps than it even is for libraries because of, I was trying to remember some of the downsides of having it as a library. But I wouldn't be as interested in using it as my app myself if I actually hadn't felt the pain within Mirage development before. So I think um, having static typing in Mirage is actually particularly well suited for that project because of the way, you know, it's like Rails. It's like it's it's like an ORM. It's like there's like modeled names and um, like the shapes of every, it's like a very OOP style system and the shapes of the objects are like very clear and um yeah so uh it feels feels right to me to to explore it and i think it could help a lot um uh it's also interesting too like going back to what evan you said about trying to get an object-based api um that satisfies both javascript and typescript and he ended up just using functions for the composition api so i think that might be something that will be interesting for us to explore like I don't know if there's actually a good way to do TypeScript with classes in a way that is uh, gives you an API that you like. Oh, it's because like decorators weren't ready and also like class static properties weren't ready. So um, you know how like we still have that extend in there and stuff like that. Like that's all it needs to be. That all yeah, needs, to, yeah. it needs to go. It's very dynamic right now. Um, but like I don't know about ES6 classes yet if how nice the ergonomics would be for that yet so yeah it might be some might be an opportunity to explore what what's the state of the art in like that kind of api um i mean my my gut says i want to use es6 i mean 100 percent. and if we can't for some <clears throat> reason that, uh, that why change out the, the current thing well if we can't for some reason because we're like using typescript that would make me actually not want to use typescript yeah but I don't, I mean, I have no idea what I'm talking about. So yeah, let's <laughs> no, I, I, but, but yeah, there's, there's something there. Right. Um, and as po- we've talked about this before too, it's possible. There's like a, a, a functional, like a, a, a functional API where you're defining things and, and, and invoking things that, um, would maybe make some of those complexities like not needed. Um, but as far as, again, like when I say it's a very OOP system, it's like, if you are extending a serializer and and you want to call super like that's something very natural you'd want to do in a system like rails or laravel uh it's like 
it feels very natural, at least to like us. Um, and so it seems like the kind of thing you want to be able to do and would want, you know, ES classes for yep. in Mirage. So, yep. um, extending yeah, things like it's a great yeah, way yeah. extending things yeah inheritance makes a ton of sense inheritance at the level of like the framework gives you one thing and you have like very shallow uh extending from it inheritance from it it feels really really good yep um so yeah we'll see uh that'll be fun to work on that okay so yeah so yeah typescript's coming up graphql get a guide up react native has some people who have asked about it there was the guy worked on it last like september and then got busy and like in the last few days, like three people have asked about on the issue. So I think some people are, you know, will hopefully be able to finish that work or we'll get to it eventually. And then, what were some other things that people were saying? Um, I actually can pull it up. I have my phone right here because again, I got some of those replies. Do you remember any of the other ones? Uh, no, I actually haven't looked at any of the email stuff. That's good. Cause it was, that means it was the weekend and you weren't glued to your computer. Dude, like I said, I, I have felt great about, our open source work. Yes. I seriously haven't like feeling like guilty or like, not, yeah, like totally. The super healthy boundaries. Yep. Like, you know, we pair on it. We work on this. If we don't get it done, it gets done next week. Absolutely. Yeah. We're set up. I feel like we're really, really set up for, for good, success in this. Yeah. Good triage, good focus. Yeah. That's something else we were talking about doing. Cause like also that helps so much with Mirage, just open source in general and not feeling like, Oh, if someone emails me, what do I do? getting that system in place where, um, and we want to migrate over some of those issues and feature requests from Ember CLI Mirage back to Mirage.js now, tag everything. You know, it's so much more important just to be clear about what we're working on and what we're not working on. So that's the most important thing. Yeah. Um, and um, that solves a lot of those problems, right? But uh, yeah, um, do, 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 do. WebSocket. Some people said that node support for SSR and real network debugging. So that's probably going to be that. That is like a gateway for a lot of things. We aren't we like close to? Didn't we like? Did we start another PR with that, or did we actually? No, we merged something into Mirage JS. We've tried to add this yeah, API yeah, yeah, yeah. a million times. We <laughs> <laughs> truly. Just, I will give you the history of <laughs> server. No, handle. this is this is actually the, the. I made that joke about how. We haven't been working on code. We've just been working on the, the marketing and presentation. This was a piece of code that we were working on, but every time the, it got bumped, it got bumped, mm -hmm. um, which was good. Yeah, which was one hundred percent right. Right. Um, <clears throat> I think we we had we have a PR in Ember CLI Mirage that runs Mirage and Node, um, and it's just about bringing those bits over mm -hmm. to Mirage Core mm -hmm. or whatever we're going to call it, mm -hmm. um, Mirage Server. Uh, Mirage.js. Mirage.js. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> I still Monday. don't know the it's name. <laughs> it's Monday. That's um, Mirage.js, remember? Yeah. No, but we like... Cut Mirage, we, I was reading that. I was writing that history thing, in, and we actually cut Mirage server in uh, like July 19th or something like that. So we're, we were like... renamed it. We, we will say Mirage.js for every like... Core. Core. Mirage, Mirage JS. Ember CLI Mirage is now kind of like a wrapper thing. I mean, it was. It yeah, has yeah, been yeah, for yeah, six yeah, months. Yeah. So yeah. So I think there are some 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 uh, pieces in making it work for Node that also make it easier to um, do like pass through and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So we brought some of that over. Um, but it's just about yeah, closing that loop, yep. bringing them over. Yep. That'll be great though. That'll yep. be great. Even for things like uh, it might even make like our Cypress integration guide change because. If you can 
use a real there's a lot of times where uh it's actually nice to be able to do both run mirage in the browser and not have to deal with a separate ser server process but also if you wanted to run your mirage server as a real server use curl use paw use any tool that works with http with your mock server and then also with stuff like cypress which is like a complex setup that uses an iframe and like a separate there's like they have two processes running i think and um you can like also give it point it to an api server and then they have all these like mocking things um not mocking they have these like the ui displays network requests in a certain yeah. way and if it was a real <coughs> server it would just work whereas now it doesn't so yeah um, i mean I, by that even the browser ui displays yes. network requests yes. in a certain way so that, exactly so the more we can get in line with that yeah exactly so it would be awesome to have that flexibility. There's no reason we won't eventually. It's just a matter of, of um, yeah, working on it. I think I think there's like a two-step process here. Like the first is getting Mirage newable in Node. Mm -hmm. And basically like you can, there's like an API for saying like, hey Mirage, how would you respond to uh, a get to slash movies? And being able to get back the response from that. Right. Not like, having a function that like returns a payload right so like that's step one and then step two would be like um okay now i'm running um yarn start and when i make a network request i also want a like actual server set up that's actually responding to these things over http right um and both i think like certainly with like these um you know ember cli create react app uh, view CLI tools like I think that's super doable yep to and to make it easy and not not to make it like super complex yes. for the end developer yep. yeah totally and I and also too even if there's like a little configuration it's not a big deal right so right cool awesome man so yeah I guess we'll uh we'll, we'll wrap it up uh here but uh again I do want to say thank you very much everyone who said kind words and um you know, threw in their uh, their testimonials on, on Hacker News and Twitter. It really was awesome. Um, I was like jacked up all weekend about it. like I was just riding that high. Like and I know it's you know, it's yeah, it was it was it was uh, it's validated. Yeah, it is. It is. So yeah. I'll take it, you know, um, it felt good. And uh, I, I'm I'm definitely more excited than ever to keep working on it and uh, make sure people are successful with it. So, yeah, it's been fun. Um, awesome, everyone. Well, uh, thanks for listening in and uh yeah if you don't know we we have a separate discord server set up for mirage a bunch of folks have joined there and so um we have like an ec mirage channel in uh the ember slack and there's a lot of good conversation that goes on there and a lot of knowledgeable people there so i think eventually it would make sense to kind of migrate those people over um to like the mirage js space so you know especially if if people are coming in um and they've never used it before you know now if you're if you've been using mirage and ember for any amount of time you'll be able to answer a lot of questions there and just help people be successful if you're into that sort of thing so i think that would be really good um for those that knowledge to be in one place yeah um other than that definitely look out for tutorials soon and the videos those are pretty high on our priority map and um yeah, I'm really excited just to, to be done with this phase. No more SVG background images for a while. <laughs> for like a week. <laughs> for a week. And uh, yeah, we use Gatsby. You know, we maybe next time we could talk a little bit more about the homepage because like it, it was it was a pretty fun thing. There's some fun tech things to talk about there with, uh, you know, React Spring and the videos and um, all that stuff. Yeah. 
yeah how we went through all the decisions and yep. yeah yeah yep. that, that'd be a good good episode yep talked about the mobile design you know having all the devices there and how that changes everything and it's just it's fun um but um so uh yeah uh thanks again and um i guess that's it for this episode yep so thanks a lot for joining us we'll see you next week see ya bye Thank you.